Hey there guys, how's it going? I'm Corey, founder of the How to Adult School, and you're tuning in to the How to Adult Show, where every week we teach a new personal finance topic that we all really should have been taught in school. And of course, given the time of year in Canada right now, this episode and the next few episodes are all gonna be focused on the Canadian tax system because it's tax season, friends. Before we go any further though, I want to start out by saying that doing your taxes does not have to be so mysterious and scary. And if it feels that way to you, then that's probably because no one ever took the time to teach you this skill. So don't be so freaking hard on yourself and make sure that you catch today's episode as well as subscribing to the channel so that you don't miss any of our upcoming tax episodes either. So I struggled with how to format this episode because there are so many tax topics to cover, but I really didn't want to scare you away by making things complicated or throwing in a bunch of finance jargon that I know we all hate. After drafting and redrafting this lesson, I've settled on a very beginner-friendly overview of our tax system, where we'll cover when you need to start filing taxes in Canada, what you need to file your taxes, the different ways that you can file taxes, an explanation of tax brackets, and an explanation of tax credits and deductions, aka things you can use that allow you to legally pay less tax, which is always everybody's favorite part because who wants to pay more tax than you have to? Hello, hello, and welcome to the How to Adult Show podcast. I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and this is your go-to guide for personal finance information every time you find yourself asking, why didn't anybody teach me this stuff in school? Each week, we bring you a new lesson to coach you through getting your financial life together so that you can create financial security, start building wealth, and design a life that you truly love. Thank you so much for spending some time with me here today. Now, let's get started on today's lesson. Diving in, let's start with the very first question that we need to answer, which is when do you need to start filing taxes in Canada? There is no specific age requirement for filing taxes in Canada. The general rule is that as soon as you start earning income, you should start to file a tax return. So if you're a student, for example, who started a side hustle and earned a few thousand dollars, then it's time to start filing a tax return. Even if you're an adult who isn't earning any income, then it's still a good idea to file a tax return because you could be missing out on benefits that you could be earning from the government, like the GST HST credit, or the Ontario Trillium benefit. There are a few misconceptions about Canadian citizenship and where you're living in regard to whether or not you need to file a Canadian income tax return. If you're living in Canada, but you made money from your company that operates in another country, you still need to file a return in Canada. Conversely, if you move to another country but are earning income from a business you have in Canada, then again, you're still going to need to file a Canadian tax return. Chances are, if you're finding yourself tuning into this lesson, then you should probably be filing an income tax return. And don't freak out because there are also a ton of benefits to filing a tax return, like starting to accrue space in an RRSP account. And I'm going to walk you through actually how to go about filing your taxes in today's lesson. We're gonna start out with just a general overview of the steps that you need to take to file your taxes. 
While it may seem intimidating to file taxes, don't be scared. It's actually a really straightforward process to get started with, and I'm going to share the exact steps with you here. Also, you've probably been scared into thinking that bad things are going to happen if you mess up your taxes because of the news and information that we hear out of the states. Although we're in Canada, I think we hear more about American taxes than we hear about our own tax system. So don't blame yourself if you feel this way. I promise you that our taxes are way less scary here in Canada. They don't cart you off for tax evasion here or come knocking down your door if you make a mistake on your tax return. As long as you're not engaging in any sort of high-level tax evading Ponzi scheme or money laundering, then you're going to be fine. So tax filing overview. First, you're going to want to gather up your tax forms. These are forms that the government mails you that are named things like T4 and T4A. These forms are used to disclose the income that you earned that year. Whether that's employment income, income from scholarships or bursaries, income from investments or interest, most of the time these forms will be sent to you by mail. There are a few that you might have to look up and find online though, as places are starting to move more and more to online documents like some banks or educational institutions. For example, I have to go online and retrieve a T5 form for my account at EQ Bank to declare the interest that I earned in my high interest savings account there. So this can be a little bit annoying. It is so much easier when they all just get mailed to you because then you know that you actually have everything that you need to start filing. But again, don't freak out if you miss something. It is not the end of the world. It's all very friendly here in Canada. You should expect to receive most of these forms in the mail or have them made available online sometime around the end of February so that you can start collecting them in time to file your taxes by the end of April. Second, you're going to want to look into and organize what deductions and credits that might be available for you to use to pay less tax. And this applies to everyone, no matter if you're self-employed or traditionally employed. If you're self-employed, then there are expenses that you can deduct from your income to lower your taxable income. And these are expenses that you needed to have in order to run your business. What a lot of people don't know though, is that even if you're not self-employed, there are a variety of deductions available for you also to use to reduce the amount of tax that you have to pay. I'm not going to do a deep dive into what those are right now, but if you want to learn more about some of these deductions that you might be eligible for, I'll be releasing a lesson all about them next week. So make sure that you subscribe to the channel and also join our mailing list linked in the comments if you want to be notified when that episode goes live. Third, you're going to want to decide how you're actually going to file your taxes. This means what method you're going to use to get your tax information to the CRA, the Canada Revenue Agency, so that they can process your tax return. There are a few different options for how you can do this. Choose the option that best fits your needs and feel free to try out different things each year so that you can see what system suits you best. The most common way that most people now know to file their taxes is to file them electronically online through a certified tax software like TurboTax. When you use this option, you complete the return yourself online and depending on the software you choose, there are often different prompts and questions and information for you along the way that are going to help you do a pretty good job of it all. You can find a list of certified tax software on the CRA website. Options exist at a variety of different budgets. Some of them are even free. And this is a really good option if you are traditionally employed and your tax situation is relatively straightforward. 
The second way to file your taxes is to use an accountant. This is a trained representative who you authorize to file your taxes for you. With a good accountant, you send them all of the information that you gathered back in steps one and two. They prepare your tax return for you and sometimes follow up with a few questions. You sign off on it and then they send it into the CRA. An accountant is a really great option to choose if your taxes are more complicated, for example, if you're self-employed, because accountants understand exactly how the tax system works and can often end up saving you a lot of money in taxes that you might otherwise pay by just not understanding and missing things. I use an accountant to file taxes for my businesses and it is so worth the money because A, I know that they are doing things right so I don't have to worry about that and B, they usually end up saving me more money in taxes than I pay them for the service compared to when I just filed my taxes online myself. So it's a win-win as far as I'm concerned. If you are at all nervous about your taxes or if your tax situation is just slightly more complicated than getting a T4 slip from your employer and sending that in, then an accountant is a really good way to go. Finally, after you've chosen how to file your taxes, you need to provide all of the information that you gathered in steps one and two and actually use them to file with whatever method you've chosen that we just talked about. You need to make sure that you've both filed and paid your taxes by April 30th. After you've filed your taxes, you're gonna receive a piece of paper from the CRA called an NOA, which stands for Notice of Assessment. This is essentially confirmation that your tax return has been successfully filed, and it provides you with any important information that you need regarding what to do next. For example, if you owe any more tax than what you've already paid, and how much contribution room you now have available in your RRSP account. Now that you know literally how to file your taxes, it's important to understand just very briefly how the Canadian tax system works. Our tax system is what's known as a progressive tax system. This means that the more money you make, the more tax you pay based on something called income tax brackets. Income tax brackets are the percentage of tax that you pay based on how much income you've earned. You'll see the income tax brackets for this year right over here. And it's important to know that here in Canada, we pay federal taxes as well as provincial taxes. The federal taxes are the same across the country and the provincial taxes very slightly based on what province you live and work in. Both the federal and provincial taxes function on this tax bracket system, which I'm going to explain to you now because sometimes it's very confusing to figure out just how much tax you're gonna be paying. It's easy to look at these tax brackets and think that you're gonna be paying way more tax as you earn more money, which isn't entirely true. And I'm gonna show you how and why in a very simplified example using this year's federal tax brackets. Think of tax brackets like filling multiple pails with water. Each tax bracket is its own pail. Let's say that you start working and earn $40,000 in your first year. This puts you in the first federal income tax bracket, which means you'll be paying 15% on 40,000, which is $6,000 in tax. This means that your after-tax income is $34,000. The following year, you get a raise, and now you're earning $70,000, which bumps you up into the next income tax bracket. Now, the way that this works is first, you have to fill up the first income tax bracket, meaning you fill up the 15% pail with $49,020, and then you put the remainder of $20,980 into the next pail at 20.5%. 
So you're going to pay 15% tax on the first pail, which comes out to $7,353 and 20.5% tax on the money that flowed over into the second pail, which comes out to $4,390. Then you add those two together, so your total tax is $11,653.90, and your after-tax income is $58,346.10. Then you get another raise the next year, so you're earning $120,000. You're clearly kicking some butt at this job of yours, and now you're in the 26% tax bracket. So again, you fill up your first pail with $49,020, then you fill up your second pail with its maximum of $49,020, so you're up to $98,040, and then you put the remaining $21,960 into that third pail. You pay 50% on the first pail, so again, that's $7,353. You pay 20.5% on the money in the second pail, which is $10,000. $49.10, and finally you pay 26% on the money in the third pail, which comes out to $5,709.60. Overall, this means that you pay $14,111.70 in tax, which leaves you with an after-tax income of $105,000. $888.30. So as you can see, even though you do move into higher and higher tax brackets as you earn more money, it is always advantageous to earn more because you're always still going to end up with a higher after-tax income. Never worry about having to pay more tax as you make more money, you're always going to come out ahead. And speaking of coming out ahead, it's time to talk about the fact that you do have some control over how much tax you pay, and this is dependent on what type of income you have, tax deductions, and tax credits, all of which I'm going to break down now. First off, there are different ways that you can earn income, and it's important to note that traditional employment income is taxed higher than anything else. This means that if a traditional job is your only form of income, then you're paying the highest taxes of all. If you're scratching your head not knowing what I'm talking about or feeling super indignant to learn this, let's talk about other forms of income that you can have. First, there's self-employment income. If you start a business, you can run it as either a sole proprietorship or as a corporation. Corporations are taxed at an extremely low rate here in Canada, so the income that your corporation makes pays way less than employment income. If you're a sole proprietor, then you get to use tax deductions to lower your taxable income. This means that if you make that same $120,000 that we were using in our previous example, but you make it through your business, then you can write off business expenses and subtract those expenses from your $120,000 to tell the CRA that you earned less than that and they're only going to tax you on that lesser amount. Some of these expenses are things that you're going to have to spend money on specifically to run your business, for example, hosting a website so you don't actually have that money available for your life, but there are also a lot of other life expenses that cross over as business expenses that you can write off to lower your income. For example, you can write off portions of car insurance premiums, cell phone bills, a percentage of your rent or mortgage interest if you're working from a home office, and other things like that. 
So let's say you made $120,000 from your business. And by using write-offs, some of which are life expenses that you'd have anyways, you can lower your taxable income down to $97,000. This means that you move from the 26% tax bracket down to the 20.5% tax bracket. You now pay less tax than someone who earned $120,000 from their job and had some of the same life expenses as you, but couldn't write them off. You can also earn income from investments, which are taxed very favorably. And I'm not going to dive too deep into this in today's lesson. We'll have another lesson devoted to this soon. Maybe leave a comment if you want to see a tax lesson on different types of income like this specifically. To keep things simple for today's lesson though, income from the sale of investments is called capital gains and capital gains tax is low. If you take capital gains out of your investment account to pay for your life, you're only going to be taxed on 50% of those capital gains. And that doesn't mean you're going to be paying 50% tax. It means, for example, let's say you pay yourself $50,000 in capital gains in a year, you're only going to be asked to pay tax on half of that, on 50%, so on $25,000. That $25,000 is just added to your regular income and you're taxed according to the income tax brackets that I talked about earlier. All of this is to say that if you can diversify the forms of income that you have beyond just income from your employer, then you will start to get ahead financially simply by not having to pay as much tax as someone who earns the same amount of you, but as income purely from their employer. Now, I really could talk all day about this for a very long time, so make sure that you comment if you like this tax information and want more details about it, and then from there I can put together more episodes and more lessons about this. I want to make sure, though, that I touch on one final point here that is very important and very helpful to you to save money in your taxes, and that's what tax credits are and how to use them to lower your tax bill. Tax credits are different from tax deductions, although both can be used to the same effect to pay less tax. While tax deductions lower your taxable income, tax credits lower the amount of tax that you actually owe. So when the government says you owe $1,000 in taxes, you can use tax credits to reduce that $1,000 directly. And there are two types of tax credits, refundable and non-refundable. Refundable tax credits work to lower your tax bill. And if you lower it below $0, then you will get a tax refund from the government, meaning you actually get money back. So if you have a $1,000 tax bill, but have $2,000 worth of refundable tax credits, then you're gonna get $1,000 back from the government. An example of this is the GST HST tax credit. A non-refundable tax credit can be used to lower your tax bill to $0, but it doesn't go any further than that. An example of this is donations. If you have a tax bill of $1,000 again, but you have a donation tax credit for $2,000, you can use this to lower your tax bill to zero, but after that, you don't get any more money back. Tax credits of some sort are available to everyone and aren't just limited to self-employed people like many people think because of the way that tax deductions work. So if you're earning traditional income from an employer, make sure to check out tax credits to see what you might be eligible to use to lower your tax bill. If this is something that you want to learn more about, then next week's episode is going to be all about this. So don't forget to hit subscribe and or sign up for the mailing list to be notified directly when that episode comes out. I hope this wasn't too dense. I tried to stick to the basics of when you need to file taxes, what you need to file taxes, how to file them, 
how income tax and tax brackets work, as well as tax deductions and credits, and how they can be used to lower the amount of tax that you have to pay. If it seemed like a lot of information, don't worry about it. It is a lot, especially if this is your first time hearing most of this. I recommend saving this episode and watching it again with a pen and paper so that you can take notes, maybe even watch it with a friend or a family member so that you can talk about it afterwards and just help to solidify some of the things that you learned here today. I'm not gonna take any more of your time to talk about taxes today though. I'm already really grateful for the time that you've already spent here with me. If you enjoyed today's episode, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Leave a review if you're listening to the podcast. I am immensely grateful for your interaction because this channel is ultimately here for you. So I wanna know what you think of it, what you're learning, what you wanna learn, what you like, what you don't like, all that jazz. So thank you so much again. I'm your host, Corey, and I can't wait to see you right back here next week with a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the How to Adult Show podcast. Our goal is always to make your life just a little bit easier. So you can find today's show notes, links, and free downloads all in one place on our website blog at www.howtoadultschool.com. If you like today's show, please remember to subscribe and leave a review. If you found today's lesson helpful, in addition to leaving a review, which I am immensely grateful for, you can also share this episode with a friend or family member. This is the best way to keep passing financial education on to other people and sharing the knowledge and the wealth, which is what we're all about. So hit subscribe, leave a review, and I'll see you next Monday with a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show.